It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, savages, to the PPC, the Paparazzi Podcast. This is Mark. And welcome listeners from That's the Industry with host Thomas Jordan. You're about to listen to the second half of the first collaboration between two podcasts. I think it's the first time it's ever happened. So just remember, you heard it here first and second. This is the second half of our interview with That's the Industry. If you want to hear the first half, you have to stop what you're listening to right now and head over to That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. Or you could just listen to the rest of this interview and listen to the first part after you do this. But it is a two-part interview, and you will miss half of it if you don't go to the other podcast. I want to thank Thomas Jordan for his interview, his insight. He's a good friend of mine, been in the industry a while. I urge you to check out the rest of his podcast, as he has plenty of guests that are worth listening to. Very interesting interviews. So check out That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. But without further ado, welcome to... The Paparazzi Podcast, That's the Industry Crossover, second half. Thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing and enjoy. But he got that video, though. I thought he said he. He said, and you said sometimes people embellish a little bit, but he said he got upwards of like a hundred K for that video. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what he said. Exactly. That's why I was saying probably 20 because these guys do embellish a little bit when they're talking about their money. Um, it's possible. It's possible that he got, you know, a hundred grand off that. I'm going to say not, I'm going to say, I doubt it, but you know, we'll just take his word for it for this and say, you know, he said he got a hundred grand, which so for the video, a hundred grand plus, let's say 20 on top of that, let's say the whole thing ended up to be 120 grand. I don't think so, but it's possible. And it's crazy because that day like that, I come from a broadcast news background. So I just like my news instinct like kicked in, you know, I was like, cause we were all sitting there and you knew we weren't going to make any money because whether you got this set or not, it wasn't an exclusive there was like how many guys there was like 20 guys out there so like we ended up the maid gets in the car and just goes i was like you know f it let's just go let's just follow the maid and we followed this maid 
like to like from Marina Del Rey to past Orange County, past Huntington Beach. I don't even know what area we were in, but like she pulls into this Costco and you and I were both propped up, ready to go. You were on photo. I was on video. Like we thought they were going to do a drop. Like it was insane because the maid did not get out of the car. Like we were sitting there for what, like 30, 40 minutes and then, you know, she gets out of the car, goes into Costco, and we just comes out like just nothing, and then nothing happens. Like we literally just sat around for like, or we drove way out of the way for over an hour and then just sat in that Costco parking lot waiting. But, Brett, like, I can't, it was such an adrenaline rush, though, because you didn't know what was going to happen. Like, do you, like, do you know what would happen? Like, had there been a drop and we had gotten that? Like, that would have been some. That would have been crazy. You talk about getting hooked. I'd probably still be in LA right now because, man, that was like the adrenaline for that was undescribable. Like, I was just picturing in my head that she was parked because she pulled around back to the back of a Costco, of a busy Costco. And then we thought that they were going to drop and we were in such perfect position. There's, you would have gotten your photos. I could have rushed her for video and we would have been the only ones there yeah see that's that that's the difference right there of exclusive versus non-exclusive you know the other photographers ended up dropping off the follow because they didn't want to get on the freeway and go as far as we were going but as the last guy dropped off that follow you know we thought okay here it is we'll we'll, we'll get a nice exclusive on this and the chance of an exclusive like that at that moment uh with a story that big yeah, you're going to follow it to wherever it goes to see whether or not, you know, you can get that shot. And it, you know, didn't work out for us, but the adrenaline was there. And we, uh, we definitely put in our work that day. That's for sure. Yeah, that was interesting, man. I just don't know, man. I honestly don't know what would have happened. Like, I I know I would have gone into news mode. And at that time when she was, you know, getting all that heat for saying racist things and going on Twitter and acting all crazy, like, I mean, you just ask about it, you know, I mean, at that point, it was just like, I knew what we were doing. And like, I, I mean, a hundred, let's hypothetically 120 grand two ways is not, not a bad day. No, not at all. I would have taken that for sure. Yeah, that was, that was, have you had any, like, have you ever had any other moments like that where it's just like the adrenaline is just like coursing a lot more than, you know, that day or any other time? No, I mean, the adrenaline is always there. Uh, it's, it's always there. Anytime you see a celebrity come out um, or anytime you see, you see a celebrity out and about and you're about to shoot them, um, the anticipation um, of that moment is, is always an adrenaline rush. Um, I still feel it today, um, especially with celebrities that I respect a little bit more and I'm actually a fan of uh, because, you know, a lot of guys in this business, they can care less about what these celebrities do. They're just in robot mode. Go get pictures, you know, jump in their face, follow them until the, the, all day long. And they don't they don't care about anything else. I, on the other hand, and, and a couple of other photographers in the business. We've talked about it um, on, on my podcast where there are good guys in the business. And a lot of those guys are fans of Hollywood. You know, like I'm a fan of old Hollywood. I'm a fan of the entertainment business as it as it is or as it should be. Uh, but, 
you know, a lot of guys aren't. And, you know, I think that's why that, you know, that's why they are as aggressive as they are versus, you know, someone like me who, who is a little bit more respectful because I have a little bit more, because I have a little bit more respect for the business. Yeah. And that's, like I said, when we were doing the ride along and thing, and that's what I liked, like it wasn't crazy. It wasn't uncomfortable. It was just, because I mean, I had my own agenda too, because on the, my media side, you know me, like I'm obsessed with doing interviews and, you know, just being me and just trying to set up interviews with these celebrities on my own for my own outlet is just not going to happen, especially in Los Angeles. And even if I did, I mean, there would be no creative control. I'd be under a weird time limit. I'd have to go through God knows how many gatekeepers, NDAs. I'm sure I'd get a talk. Like, there's just so much red tape into getting to this. And I, in my head at the time, the reason why I was doing the ride along, which you know, was like there was no rules. Like, I didn't have to go through a manager. I didn't have to go through a publicist. I could ask whatever, whenever, because I distinctly remember asking you that. I was like, like, what do I say? What do I like? What are the rules? And you're like, bro, there ain't no rules. Like, it's the wild, wild west out here. (laughs) And I was super stoked because it's like, okay, like, I get to ask what I want to ask. Like it, and that meant a lot to me without having to, you know, go through all the red tape, but it was almost like, it was almost like fishing for people now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, we've referred to it like that all the time, but, um, you know, the, 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 the style of interview that you would be getting at that point is what they call ambush, uh, ambush journalism. Um, I had a guy on my podcast, uh, my last podcast, who who came from that world, uh, TMZ. He was on TMZ, um, and he was an ambush journalist. And you're not going to get the interview that you want out of these people. You know, you will be able to ask the questions that you want, but whether they answer it or whether you get any kind of a response at all, you know, you I guess you would have to see. But our our business is, is unfiltering Hollywood. Um, I like to refer to that on our podcast as, as Hollywood unfiltered because we tell the, we tell the truth about Hollywood. We tell the true stories about our, our business out here and our dealings with the, with the, with the celebrities and our exchanges with the celebrities and what we think about what they're doing in Hollywood. And when you get those ambush interviews, you know, you're getting the unfiltered version of the celebrity. You know, you're getting exactly what they're like in real life. When you sit down on an interview and you have all these rules, you know, and all this red tape, as you as you were saying, to go through these interviews, it's because the, the celebrities are in control of it. They are going to, you know, they're going to they're going to be the ones that put up the red tape. Uh, they don't want certain questions being asked. They don't want you to know certain things about them. You know, it's, it's totally filtered the way they want, just like their Instagrams and their social medias completely filtered. You know, this isn't, this isn't show who they really are, you know? Yeah. They might post a story here or there when they, uh, you know, on their, on their Instagram and it looks like they're sitting at home on their couch and you feel so personable with them, but you know, they've done their makeup. They are showing you exactly what they want you to see. It's, it's, it's not personal at all. And, um, uh, I think, you know, that kind of, that kind of adrenaline that you felt back then 
um, was a part of that, you know, was, was, was getting the real, the real story or, or getting to, to see the real part of this business, you know? Yeah. And that was, it's just so interesting to see the different layers of the media too. Cause I've been doing this 10 years and, you know, because I, I cover when I was in Los Angeles, I'd cover a red carpet event for a movie premiere. You do a press junket where you see us sitting in those dark rooms with like everything, the perfect lighting, perfect audio, yada, yada, yada. And it's a controlled environment. You only get like a handful of questions. And if you ask anything off topic, they steer away from it or they give what's called the LA answer where they just answer the question. But while their answer has nothing to do with what you just asked and you're left thinking like, what the hell did he just say? Um, but everybody's on their best behavior. And and I know in the circumstances are a little different with what you do. And like, you know, because people could make the argument like, oh, you're in their face or you're photographing them or whatever. But it's just you're just seeing you are seeing them in just different lights. You know, because I'm sure, you know, they're different on the red carpet. They're different for the paparazzi. They're different with their friends. It's all just interesting because I don't know. I feel like there is a way to coexist, but people are just, I don't know why people just don't try to work together instead of working against each other because I don't know, dude, it could be, I think it could be a really good thing, but you know, I'm sure just like anybody else, whether it's me, you or them, has gotten burned or taken advantage of. And after they've been burned or taken advantage of, they now everybody's out to get them, you know, yeah. or everyone becomes bitter or just snubs people. Like there's always a reason. Yeah. Well, th- this business is, is here, you know, and this is the, this is the subject that comes up all the time is this business is here. You know, it's not really going anywhere. You know, we've been out here, or at least I've been out here for over 10 years now. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's going to exist. So why not coexist? You know, um, y- you can, you can have, you know, you can have this business catered the way you like it. You know, uh, you can have control of this business. <clears throat> I've seen it all the time. Um, you know, some celebrities know how to, how to have control in this business and some just, refuse it for whatever reason. Um, and you know, one thing that I, that I always like to, you know, relay to people as well is we're not out here just to ruin people's day. We're not just, you know, we're not just out here to try and disrupt somebody's life or or ruin their day. You know, people want to see our pictures. It's been proven for years and years, you know, that people want to see these celebrities in their normal lives. And we're just out here to, to, to relay that to the fans. You know, those are the people that want to see these people in their normal lives. They're the fans, the people that, that go see their movies, that pay the, the, the money for the movie tickets, the people that, that, you know, download the shows and that, uh, you know, subscribe to Netflix and, you know, the people that get them paid as much money as they are paid in this business that gives them the life that they have. We're doing this for those people. You know, that's how the circle works. You know, we, we, we provide pictures. 
Those people want to see these people in their normal lives. They go and see their movies. They get paid millions for all these movies. And the circle just keeps going around. And that's why we're out here. We're, we're out here because, you know, if, if we didn't do it, somebody else would. And you could just, you could either do it in a, in a respectful way, or you could do it in a savagery way. But either way, the celebrities should understand that we're not out there just to ruin their day, that we're not out there just to bug them. You know, if you look into our camera lens and you see what's on the other end of that camera lens, I'm not talking about me and my eyeball, but I'm talking about where those pictures are going. You know, it's go, they're going to the fans of these people uh, of the celebrities, you know? Yeah. And I think people forget that. It's like, think all the magazines, like when you go to, it's not just TMZ and things like that. It's, you know, I mean, you go to the grocery store and there's us weekly people, like all these shots of these celebrities in their natural habitats. Well, where do you think those are coming from? I think people forget that sometimes. They do. They do. And I mean, take an example of, of a good example is just, is just Jared, Jared, uh, Jared. And, and I don't forget what his last name is, but the guy who runs just Jared or, or who owns just Jared, um, he's friends with a lot of these celebrities, you know? So think about that circle. Okay. Uh, specifically, let's say Sarah Highland. Okay. She's friends with Jared. She's goes to his parties. So, I go to, I see Sarah Hyland. I go to take a picture of her. She gets upset. She goes onto her Instagram. She says, oh my gosh, these paparazzi are following me around. They're taking my picture all the time. I have such a horrible life. Oh my God, Jesus. You know? And we get the picture of her. We put it up. She steals the picture. She puts it on her Instagram. And then those pictures are bought by Jared, her friend, the reason, you know, we're, we actually make money in this business is because of Jared. And she's really good friends with him and goes to his parties and hangs out and, you know, t- and promotes his parties as well. So that circle right there is just, you know. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's interesting. It's quite, it's like, cause, but people don't know. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I think it's extremely interesting because a people forget or want to turn a blind eye, but it then like you just said, it's almost like you, you got to look at like, even you saying it, how you just did. I'm like, well, like who's really at fault? Is it the friend who invited, who's in buying these pit? Like you just, it's like you said, it's a, it's a circle. And I feel like if everybody would come to terms with it, I think it would work a lot better, but it's just like any other profession, man, just one bad egg will ruin it. Yeah. Like you could, it, let's just say, you know, one day you wake up and it's that easy where everybody's working together. All it takes is some guy who just got to LA has no clue, doesn't care, is going to do whatever he does and just ruin it for everybody. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, like I said, 
coexist. We already do coexist. It, it, it's already here. It's already happening. You know, just accepting us coexisting is what is what would be ideal in, in this world out here. Um, because, you know, I, you know, having to be enemies all the time just is it's very taxing, you know, on on everybody, the celebrities on us on, you know, the clients and, you know, we're the ones supplying the content, you know, we're the ones supplying the content that they're using for this, for that, for brands, for promotion, for whatever we're supplying, we're supplying this content, but yet we're the ones not getting paid for it anymore, you know, because of all the stealing that people are doing of our photographs for their own personal gain, you know, we're the ones suffering because of it, you know? Um, and that, I wish would stop. That's rough, man. And just to, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, but you even mentioned like, I think people think that you guys are just making it rain out there with the money. And didn't you say that's a huge misconception because, you know, ever since social media and everything, uh, everything's been cut in half basically. Yeah. I mean, everybody, um, they all think we're making hand over fist out here. Um, I got in a conversation with Bradley Cooper a couple of years ago, um, where, uh, Br- Bradley Cooper and I have a, have a decent relationship. We're friendly. And every once in a while, when I end up shooting him or I see him around, we'll chat a little bit. And he was asking me what, what the pictures of him that I just took, were going to make. And I, I said, I don't know, maybe like 500 bucks, you know, I, tops, you know, when it's all said and done, but you know, no, no less than a hundred, no more than 500. And he said, wow, I thought you were getting like, you know, 10 grand for those shots. And I said, no, Bradley, that's not, that's not what we're making out here. Uh, you know, wh- why, why would you think that? And he's like, I don't know. I just, I, just, I thought you guys were just making tons of money out here. So yes, it's, it's, it's a total misconception. Um, and it's in the beginning, you know, early two thousands when there was, you know, three or four photographers in LA and they had just free reign over all celebrities. They were making hand over fist. They were making, you know, $200,000 for a set of pictures. They were making, you know, uh, you know, 50, a hundred, $150,000 per picture of certain celebrities, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. I heard, you know, back then, you know, they didn't even know you were on them. You know, you could sit out in front of their house they would come out in a car. You could follow them all day long to get pictures of them, candid pictures of them all day. They would never even know you were there and you would sell those pictures and, you know, buy houses with, <laughs> with the money. But that's not what it's like. And I, <clears throat> that's not what it's like anymore. Not even close. And I think the celebrities just still think that that's what we're making out here. That's why they don't like it. That's why they don't like us taking pictures of them. But the more we talk about it, the more I talk about it on my podcast, the more we talk about it personally with the celebrities, they need to understand and they need to get the memo that we're not making money hand over fist out here anymore. And maybe every once in a while, you should just give us a smile just to show that you're a friendly person. <laughs> and I think I even told, yeah, and I think I even told you because it also raises an interesting question for me because we were talking about you know like the ambush journalists and I had expressed this to you where I don't I always try to get evergreen content I never want to talk 
to them to said celebrity about their relationship because every other outlet's already talking about it. I'd rather hear about their creative processes, like what they did over the weekend or just like, just kind of just be cool with them. Like never just ambush and be like, Oh, like, especially with Bieber, you know, like, Oh, how are you and Selena or something, you know, something like that. I would never do that, but just try to get something like genuine, something evergreen, something valuable. I'm still doing work like that. I'm still interviewing celebrities and it brings up an interesting evergreen question because how, how they deal with paparazzi, because since I've basically was for like a month, like I got to see how it is and I know how you are and I know how, like how you think and you know what you offer to these people. And it'll be interesting to talk to them about it and just kind of like work it into conversation at the right moment, just to see what they'd say or be down for. Yeah. I mean, just the, just a simple question of, you know, what's your take on the paparazzi, you know? Yeah. And like in your own personal, in your own personal life, you know, I would love to hear what, you know, Reese Witherspoon says about us. I would love to sit down and talk to any a list. I mean, you know, when you get into B list, C list celebrities, it's not the same conversation. Yeah, because they're cloud ch- They're they're like cloud chasing. They don't care. I yeah. feel like. Um, and you know, on my podcast, I'm I'm hoping to get some some at least you know B listers or C listers on it, um, so that they can, you know, uh, relate embracing the paparazzi because that's that's what they do, um, and and why they do it. But I would love to sit down with you know a Jen Garner or a Reese Witherspoon or something like that. And just go, what is your take on the paparazzi over the years too? You know, I mean, we're talking about years of this happening and years of this business going on. And they're still the same as they've always been since day one, you know? And, you know, I like to call it the memo. Like, when are you going to get the memo? You know, like the, especially the new celebrities that come up, you know, what, why aren't there publicists saying, listen, you're about to become the biggest star around. This is going to come with photographers following you around all the time. Are you sure you're ready for this? Because if you're not, don't do this. But if you are, be ready for it. But don't be a total jerk. You know, you got to give it up. You got to give it up out there, you know, and get to know some of these photographers. Maybe some of them you'll like and you're, you'll be cool with, and then you could just, you know, go with one or two of these guys and actually, you know, control what they do. Control is what they want. Control is what they need. They always want it. And, you know, I'm offering it. (laughs) And I'm curious, is it, does it work? Can it work? Or have you heard of it working almost the other way around in a sense of like, let's just say I blow up tomorrow I've got, you know, everybody just at my door, da, 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 da. Is, have you ever heard of peep celebrities paying agencies to leave them alone or to not buy their stuff? Not paying them, but they've taken, you know, they've taken legal routes, you know, you know, they'll send cease and desist stuff. Um, you know, especially when people were shooting the kids back in the day, you know, there was a lot of cease and desists and there was a lot of lawyers involved and it even went to, you know, the Supreme court at some point, I remember Jen Garner and it was like Halle Berry or something like that, that went up in front of them and, uh, and, you know, fought for, you know, the kids not being shot, but you know, that 
it's always an interesting topic, especially when the celebrities are out. They like to use that tactic. Oh, you're shooting my kids. And I always like to say, no, you know, I'm not shooting your kids. I can care less about your kids. I'm shooting you and you are with your kids. Okay. If your kids weren't in the frame and if they weren't in, you know, the frame of my camera, I wouldn't be shooting them, but you're the one walking with them. You're the one out in public with them. And that's what's happening here. Uh, I don't like shooting kids. Kids don't sell, uh, first of all. Um, but the celebrities like to jump to that, to, to that aggressive behavior when they're, when they're with their kids and you, and you have to shoot them, you know, at some point, if you see them out and about and you, and you end up shooting them. Um, and they fought for that in the Supreme court. And I think they won. Uh, and then, you know, across the boards, it was like, don't buy, don't buy photos of kids. Don't buy photos of kids. And so that ended that. But as far as going to a certain agency and paying them not to do something, um, I mean, I took a payment from, from, uh, Chris Martin to not put out, uh, some pictures. Um, there were pictures of his music video that he didn't want spoiled before the music video came out and he paid me a little bit of money so I could, uh, so I wouldn't put him out. Um, I, he still allowed me to put him out, but it's just after the video. Um, so it is possible and it, it does happen, but um, I don't see it happening all the time. And I think it's really interesting because we've kind of discussed how much money you get for different sets and everything like that. But I, how does it work when like you go to sell, whether you're with an agency or you sell to one people, one person that sells them to multiple agencies or like, how does it work? Like you just got this new set of Leonardo DiCaprio. Now what? Yeah. So basically what happens is, I mean, they go up for auction is what happens. Um, in the old days, you get a picture of an A-list celebrity. I've heard these stories where um, you get a picture of Tom Cruise, and Nicole Kidman. Let's use them as an, an, as an example again. Uh, all the mags and all the outlets would be calling you. Oh, my, uh, I got this. I've got this much. I've got this much for you. I've got this much for you. And the agencies would just be hanging up the phone and hanging up on them and hanging up on them. And they would call back and it would just be this, you know, uh, just flood of offers of how much they could pay for certain pictures. And that's how it was. Nowadays, it's, you know, you get a nice picture of Leo DiCaprio on, you know, on a, on a movie set or something like that. Um, if it's just me exclusive, my pictures go to an agency, one agency. And that agency uh, reaches out to all the clients with a, you know, with a, a sample of the pictures saying, this is what we have. And who are the clients real quick? Yeah, just, you know, the, the daily mails, the, all the online outlets, the Just, the just Jared's um, uh, and, and then to like the People magazines, Us Weekly magazines, um, all those. Um, we're talking, you know, thousands of, of uh, online and print publications worldwide, right? Um, and they send just like a, you know, a, a sample email with the sample pictures saying, this is what we have. A lot of the clients will just go to the websites every morning of the agencies and just look at what is up there, you know, on a regular basis. And they make offers of, of what, you know, what, what pictures they want and how much they're going to pay for them. Um, nowadays it's a set amount for the clients. So, uh, an exclusive picture, Leonardo DiCaprio on set. There's, there's not really much negotiation anymore. It's okay. 
we've got this much change in our bank. This is what we'll pay you for those pictures. And we say, oh, that's not enough. And they go, okay, we won't buy them then. And our business has shifted where our clients are the ones that dictate the prices. Now, um, if you walked into like a restaurant and you ordered, you know, a, a, a meal and that meal was 75 bucks and you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like your price at 75 bucks, but I'm going to pay 35 for them. Right. What that, that wouldn't work. Right. No, no. They're supplying you with your meal. You pay the price that they off. They, you know, they set for your meal. Now in our business, it's, it's the exact opposite. You know, you walk into our restaurant and you grab as many pictures as you want, pretty much, and you dictate the price you want to pay for it. And that's what's killed our business. That's what's killed our income. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, and uh, some agencies will do subscriptions as well for non-exclusives. So let's say non-exclusives come in from three or four different agencies. Same pictures, three or four different agencies. Well, now the the, the clients pay, let's say, you know, 20 bucks a month, a hundred bucks a month, 150 bucks a month, and they get to take as much non-exclusive content as they want. So that picture that was non-exclusive that could have made, you know, 400 bucks if it was sold on its own is now three seventy-five, three dollars and 75 cents because that's how much it's worth after the subscription rate. If that makes any sense. Yeah, so you're just getting screwed is what I uh, got from all that. Yes, getting com- completely screwed, yeah. And we're like I said, we're the ones supplying the content that all these outlets need for their, you know, for their, 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 uh, for their content, you know? Is there any way to, is there any way for you guys to take control back at this point? Yeah, there is. Uh, all the agencies would have to get together and uh, agree to sell pictures a certain way. Uh, my idea is to monetize our pictures for online sales where, you know, if someone buys a picture, they buy it for the flat rate, but then the picture is monetized. So however much traffic is generated from that picture, we're talking about clicks then you get paid accordingly, just like how the advertising revenue is generated on that specific website website is from traffic. So I get a picture of, you know, Kim Kardashian and Cabo. That's going to generate 10 million clicks within 24 hours versus a picture of Joe Pesci on a movie set. That's going to generate, you know, maybe 20,000 clicks in 24 hours. Right. So, Yes, they'll pay a higher rate for the Kim Kardashian picture, but it'll be a minimal amount to what the picture's worth to them when the when the data's all crunched in the end and they get their advertising revenue, right? So mm-hmm. monetizing our pictures online, 
and then just going back to, you know, uh, selling all pictures at flat rates and no subscriptions anymore, then there'll be money in this business to be made. And it won't be a lot of money. And the monetized pictures won't be a lot of money, but it'll be money that's due to us. Now, the Just Jared's, you know, he's buying our pictures and a lot, most of his content is bought by subscription. He gets non-exclusives and even the, even the exclusives he buys, he buys for small amounts and he generates tons and tons of advertising revenue because of it. Well, how close are you to, or like, what are the chances of something like that happening? Cause it sounds like there's a lot of moving parts to that. Yeah. Getting no. everybody together. And yeah, unfortunately this is a business where there's no honor amongst thieves and, um, nobody will, nobody will band together to change this because the agencies are still making tons of money. The only people that aren't making money are the photographers. And most agencies don't care about the photographers or don't care enough to go through the hassle of changing the way we they sell the pictures just so the photographers can make more money. Hmm. Dang, man, that's that that's rough. So I got to ask, man, so what, you know, it seems like the cards are stacked against you and any other photographers. What keeps you doing it? Me personally? Uh, I mean, I'm different, you know, I have a family, I have two kids and this business gives me the freedom to do what I want for the hours that I want. I mean, I don't work for, I worked for an agency for 12 years. That agency went under, uh, because of lack of production and lack of, you know, uh, of, of sales. And now I'm a freelance, I'm a freelance photographer, so I can give to whoever I want. And I can work wherever I want. <clears throat> that gives me the freedom to be able to still be there for my kids. Uh, my wife works full time. Uh, we were both working full time for the past 12 years. But since I've become freelance, I'm working a little more part time just so I can be there to, you know, say, uh, pick my kids up from school or, you know, be there for certain functions um, outside of the business. Um, but the freedom, the freedom that it gives me and the, the pay is just enough to keep me on, <laughs> but you know, you can imagine 50, 50% of what I was making, you know, six or seven years ago, you know, it, it does hurt. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, man. Ugh. So I have one last question for you. We kind of talked about, um, Halle Berry and was it Jen Gardner who got up in front of Congress about uh, not photographing their kids? Yeah. So hypothetically, because you know me, I love playing the hypothetical game. If you were to get up in front of a Congress-like crowd of A-list celebrities as the paparazzi, what is the one thing you would say to them? Why didn't you get the memo? <laughs> why didn't you get the memo when you signed on for this, for this life? You know? Um, no, I mean, it's the same thing that, that I, that I've said before, there are good guys and there are bad guys in this business. Obviously the good guys or sorry, obviously the bad guys make the good guys look bad. The perception that the celebrities have for us has never changed. It's always going to be the same, even though the business has changed. 
uh, the photographers have changed and everything else has changed. Their perception has always remained the same. And the coexistence of all of us being in this business, the circle that we were talking about earlier, if we all worked together, if we all saw this as a circle of friendship, <laughs> circle of friendship, <laughs> if we all saw this as, as a circle of coexistence, the way, the way I see it, the way I see it could be the way um, I see the future could be. Um, I think that everybody's lives would be a little bit less of a hassle. I think the celebrities could be happier. I think the photographers wouldn't be so aggressive. And I think that, that the money that's generated in this business can be made and be done and be used for good. You know, it could be used for things that are, you know, that are, that are a little bit better than just putting it in a, in a bunch of savages pockets. Let's say monetizing our, the, the pictures. If the, if the pictures were monetized and the, and there was money that got pumped back into this business, there's enough money in there for us to live, for the celebrities to be happy and in control, and for some of that money to be put towards something good, like a charity, you know, like uh, you know, towards something positive, and that kind of a circle would be a lot <clears throat> that kind of a circle would be a lot better than the one that it is today. Dude, I don't know if you know, we've been talking for almost an hour and a half, so I seriously appreciate your time, man. And uh yeah, uh where can people find your podcast? Uh, it's the Paparazzi podcast. You can type it into pretty much anything. Um it's on Spotify, it's on iHeartRadio, it's on iTunes, it's on everything. Just search uh Paparazzi podcast if you don't uh, have any kind of an outlet you can search, just go on to paparazzipodcast.com. And I have a bunch of links there to, to ways you can, uh, you can listen to the podcast. Um, just one thing about the podcast, just go into the podcast with an open mind. Don't go into the podcast, just thinking we're a bunch of savages out here that are ruining celebrities days, you know, uh, give it a chance. Start at the beginning from the origin stories and, uh, follow us through it. Binge it if you want to. But, uh, but yeah, paparazzi podcast anywhere and, uh, paparazzi podcast on Instagram as well. If you want to see us, uh, the, the day to day stuff, um, updated. Yeah. And I'll also put all those, uh, links in the description as well. So they can, um, so they can get a hold of you or listen to your podcast, man. And like I said, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thomas, it's always good talking to you, man. Um, I, I know you understand the business a lot better than, um, even the A-list celebrities do. And, uh, I appreciate what you're doing. No, man. And like, I honestly, I'm always trying to see both sides and then I, that's the thing and make my decision from there. Cause I do, honestly, I do see both sides and it's just interesting how people handle it and how people just are, man, they are the way they are. That's why I love doing stuff like this. Cause I was just so like, I'm just a very curious individual and, you know, at some point in my career, and I'll definitely let you know when I finally get to fire off a question like that about the paparazzi, just to see what they say. Cause it'd be, I think it'd be interesting to hear it. Me asking as opposed to you. And I mean that in the respectful way, because like you coming at them, knowing that they're, that you're the paparazzi, I feel like they would come at you as the enemy, yeah. you know? Um, and somebody like me is almost like an innocent bystander. Like, I'm just curious to what your experience has been, you know? Yeah. And, and you would probably get a, a, a different filtered answer 
because of that. Mm. You know? Yeah, um, you're you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I would think so. I would hope you would get something more uh, genuine, but we'll see. Either that, or it'd be one of those off the record questions, like, "Hey, just curious. Like, the camera's not in their face. There's no audio recording. I'm just curious." Yeah, yeah, I would love to hear that. This is the second half of the interview we did with Thomas Jordan. If you are listening to this on the Paparazzi podcast, head over to That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and most other platforms. Check out the first half of the interview. I'd like to give it up to Thomas Jordan. Thanks for the interview. And thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing. Be well.